Hi, everybody. I'm Jason Cusick, lead pastor of Journey of Faith. Welcome to my home for our in-home services here on the first day of 2023. It's amazing that we're here already. And today I, I want to... Oh, Ah, mess that up. I guess that's going to go on the blooper reel. You're thinking, what is the blooper reel? Take a look. Welcome to Journey of Faith. We are so glad you did. I'm not doing so good already. <laughs> <laughs> Right, we're doing it. Okay, okay. This is 2022, so there's no mistakes. Hello, people. Well, how you doing? Hi, everybody. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hey, if it, if you're <laughs> okay, yeah, one more time. Hey, everybody, welcome to our message. No, I don't want to start that way. Uh, do I know English or is that wrong? <laughs> I'm Dave, and I play air guitar. <laughs> That's me, right there, yeah, no guitar. Also, beginning September 20... <laughs> Ryan, remember when I used to be bad at this? My bad, my bad. Dang, <laughs> my bad, my bad, <laughs> my bad, bro. I just don't know what to do with my hands. Blah, blah, blah. So sorry. 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 Slept kind of late last night, so I'm kind of out of it. Oh, gosh, I screwed How long do you say tired as a parent? I also want to take a moment to thank. Sorry. I want to take a moment to thank you. Can I take that last one again? Because I added my own lines. I don't know why I did it. I just did. My name is Sharon. Hello, hello. This is what's coming up next. No, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Welcome to Journey of Faith. We are. Hello, sorry. Let me start over. I got this. Last take, best take. Oh, I messed it up. Ah! Ah! I was flowing, man. Ka-chow! <laughs> That's Jason, and he's listening to what I'm saying, and he's like. Oh, I just ripped a big piece of skin off my finger. <laughs> That's gonna end up in some stupid video now. <laughs> Jeez, Louise, I'm so sorry, man. Today, we're gonna look what that look about what that we're gonna talk about what the, that difference can look like uh, for each of us. I've been practicing a really good cartwheel. You know the Bible, like God did a good job on that one. Make sure you follow us on social media at Joffso at Joffs at Joffs J O F at Joe <laughs> at Joe at Joe Joe Joff at J O F So I just can't do it. <laughs> it's a long year already. Twenty 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 three is gonna be my year. Yeah. Okay, great. Go team. Long. That was too long. We're back now. Uh, we enjoy having a good time and we enjoy making fun of each other. So thanks for being part of that. I just wanna say welcome again to 2023. And I wanna say a special welcome and thank you to those of you that are regular givers or have maybe became first time givers in 2022. It's through your giving that we all get to do this mission in the South Bay. We're all chipping in with our time and our treasure and our talents because we believe in what Jesus is doing in the South Bay. So if you wanna to give today, you can give online, you can text to give, 
It's another way you can show your generosity and celebrate what God is doing. We're gonna have one worship song that is kind of thematic to what I'm gonna be talking about today. And it's being led by a couple of people on our team. And then after that song, we'll come back and I wanna walk us through a message for today. So let's worship together.
great to worship God, um, and thanks for being with us today. I'm here at my house. I got my Christmas tree up. We usually keep our tree up till the, the middle of January, which is the celebration of the wise men. It's called the Feast of the Kings, kind of the formal traditional ending to the Christmas season. Um, I'm looking forward to our first in-person church service of the year. It's coming this coming Sunday, January 8th. We're starting the new year by putting God first. And we have a three-week series called AKA God. Uh, the idea is that simple three-letter word God means different things to different people. But the Bible actually contains hundreds of names and titles for God, each with their own unique meaning and message. So we're going to start off the new year by looking at three of the most significant names of God. And we're going to see how Jesus can help us in growing closer to the one also known as God. And I think it's going to be a great way to start the year. Really looking forward to that. But today, on this first day of the year, I'd like to talk to you about this. Let me go get it real quick. All right, uh, this is the remote control for my TV. And specifically, this little button right here, this is the, the pause button. And it's probably the most frequently used button on my remote control. Uh, those of you who know me personally know that I love watching movies and TV. And this pause button is getting more use than ever. I've been keeping track of when I use this button the most. And really, it came up three times. First, when something amazing happens in a movie or on TV, I just want to say, hold on, wasn't that amazing? Like a powerful line of dialogue or a plot twist or some great action piece or just even a beautiful shot. I'm the guy that's like, let's not let this moment pass. You know, we might forget it. Let's appreciate it. The second time I like this is when I'm confused. I'm like, hold on, wait a minute. I'm lost. I think I missed something. I'm that person that will hit the pause button and then I'll turn and say, hey, help me out here. I'm not getting it. And then the third time I hit the pause button is when I want to take a nap. Um, I used to be one of those people who are like, nope, I'm awake, I'm watching. Uh, and last year we just got these new recliners. So when I'm watching, I'm like, ooh, it's sleepy time. So I'll hit the pause and then I'll come back to the movie or the show more refreshed and really into it. So I use the pause button on my remote control all the time, but I was thinking about how often do I use the pause button in the rest of my life? Right? Like a lot of us, we're so busy, we're moving, we're always thinking, we're on social media, we're at school, we're hustling, um, especially here in the South Bay. And I wonder if the pause button isn't used as often as the stop button, right? We either work, and sometimes we just work and collapse, or we hit the stop button in our life because we have fear or depression or failure, or we, we take time off and then we come back to work or school and we're totally exhausted because we filled up that time off with other stuff to do. Today I want to share with you a section of the New Testament that talks about God's idea for a spiritual pause button in life. It's called the Sabbath. Now for those of you that are not familiar with that word or idea, it's the idea that you would take one day off for rest or worship uh, once a week. And it's a great idea. 
But what we're gonna look at today talks about Sabbath a little differently. In fact, let's do something a little bit different today. Let's read a whole chapter from the Bible. Hebrews chapter four. And I'd like to invite you to read along with me so you can pause the video and, and get your Bible or your phone or computer. Um, I actually love reading from a physical Bible. There's something really great about seeing the whole page of the Bible. Uh, the translation I use and that we use at the church is called the New Living Translation. And when I read my Bible on my phone or computer, I go to a site called Bible Gateway. Now, let me show you how to do this if you haven't done it before. Go here to BibleGateway.com, and then this screen will come up. And then you type in the section of the Bible you want right here. So I'll type in Hebrews 4. Um, and then here you can choose which translation you want. So I'm just going to scroll down. And I see here, New Living Translation, NLT. And then you go up here and you hit this little magnifying glass and you're in. Right? So hit your pause button, go get your Bible or your laptop or your phone, and then come back here and we'll look at it together. Okay, we're back. Um, now we don't know who wrote the book of Hebrews but we know when it was written and why. It was written to Jewish Christians in the first century, and they were being attacked for following Jesus. And this letter is to challenge them to hang in there, to anchor yourself in Jesus. And as we read this, we're gonna see the author talking to them from their Jewish background and their worldview and their Jewish Bible knowledge. It talks about the creation story, God creating the world in six days and then resting on the seventh day. Uh, it's going to talk about the Psalms and the prophets. And it's going to talk about the Israelites wandering in the desert and not being allowed to enter the promised land. And it also talks about the Jewish temple, where once a year the Jewish high priest would take the blood of an animal sacrifice and go into the holy place of the temple as if to appear before the throne of God and ask for forgiveness for all the people. And what's cool is all that stuff in this chapter is tied together around this, this idea of rest or pause, and God's inviting us into that. So let's read through this together, and then I'm going to share how it relates to us. Uh, so get out your Bible or your laptop, and also for those of you who still didn't get your Bible or your laptop or your phone, I'll put it up here on the screen. Here's what it says. God's promise of entering his rest still stands. So we ought to tremble with fear that some of you might fail to experience it. For this good news that God has prepared this rest has been announced to us just as it was to them. But it did them no good because they didn't share the faith of those who listen to God. For only we who believe can enter his rest. As for the others, God said, in my anger, I took an oath. They will never enter my place of rest. Even though this rest has been ready since he made the world. We know 
it is ready because of the place in the scriptures where it mentions the seventh day. On the seventh day, God rested from all his work. But in the other passage, God said, they will never enter my place of rest. So God's rest is there for people to enter. But those who first heard this good news failed to enter because they disobeyed God. So God set another time for entering his rest, and that time is today. God announced this through David much later in the words already quoted. Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. Now, if Joshua has succeeded in giving them this rest, God would have not spoken about another day of rest still to come. So, there is a special rest still waiting for the people of God. For all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labors, just as God did after creating the world. So let us do our best to enter that rest. But if we disobey God, as the people of Israel did, we will fall. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes. And he is the one to whom we are all accountable. So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he has faced all of the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it the most. Oof. <laughs> that, was, that was a lot. That short little chapter is power packed with stuff about this idea of rest. Now, quick fun fact, this, this letter was originally written in Greek and one of the words for rest in Greek is katapausis. And that, that part, pausis, is actually where we get our English word for pause. Now, let me give you a high-level summary here of what we just read. God has a kind of rest or pause waiting for us, like a holistic pause, like spiritually and physically and emotionally and intellectually and, and even with our, our drives and our desires for busyness. And whoever this author is, says that this pause or this rest started at creation, right? He rested when he made the world. God made the world, and then he invited humanity to enter this intimacy and connection and rest with him. But in a way, we didn't enter into that, and we don't enter into that. Now, fast forward to the Israelites being released from their slavery. Um, this rest that was supposed to happen in the promised land. Moses and Joshua were leading people to find that rest in Canaan, 
but they resisted God. They didn't experience the rest either. So then the author jumps into another section of Jewish history, King David, when King David and the Israelites ruled their land. And he said, there's still a rest. And the Israelites, now in the promised land, and they're in charge, they still didn't enter into this rest that God had for them. So after doing this huge survey of Jewish history, the author says, today, there is still a special rest waiting for the people of God. And what the author is saying here is, there's a kind of rest God is inviting us to enter, but it's not about a day of the week, the seventh day of creation. It's not about a place, the promised land. And it's not about a level of achievement or power like the Davidic kingdom. Sometimes we think rest is really like that. We attach the idea of rest to um, that day off or that vacation time. Or we think, well, once I get that house or once I move to that new state or like the Jewish people in King David's day, if only I were in more control of my life or my job or our government. If I was in power, then I could rest. Maybe that's like you. You're like, if I only had this. But real rest isn't found in a day or in property or in control. Real rest is found in this ongoing relationship with Jesus. In fact, the author plays on this word enter. He said there's still a promise of entering that rest. And we can enter that rest because it says we have a great high priest who entered heaven. We can enter rest because Jesus entered heaven as our savior. And then the author says, it's there that we find mercy and grace and the support that we need. So let me pause this for a moment here. The, the irony is it says, so do your best to enter that rest. Literally, work hard to enter rest. Now, that doesn't mean work hard six days so that you can rest on the seventh or work hard to earn money so that you can get that house or work hard in school or education so you can get that job. And those are good things to do, but that's not what he's, that's not what he's talking about. The better way to translate this phrase, work hard, is apply yourself. Be focused on following God or obeying God. Apply yourself to your spiritual life. Be intentional about your spiritual life and you will experience the rest God's inviting you into on a moment-by-moment basis. So what does that look like? Let me give you three ideas about what it can look like to enter into that rest and, and capture some of these disciplines. Here's the first one. Prioritize celebration. Uh, remember when I said one of the reasons that I, I pressed the pause on my remote control is because I want to stop because I'm like, man, that was a great moment. That was an awesome part of that movie or that TV show. In the creation story, God rested on the seventh day, not because he was exhausted. He actually paused after creation and looked at it and said, this is good. Rest is about a moment by moment practice of looking back and saying, that was good. What this means is in 2023, 
we should develop a habit of celebrating what God has done in our life and what God is doing in your life. How have you grown spiritually in the past year? What are some wonderful things God has done in 2022? Someone in my life group, he sets his phone alarm to go off every day at 8.30 p.m. That's a reminder for him to say, God, you got me through today. Here's what I'm thankful for. And something I'm doing is trying to catch when it happens. Like, whoa, hey, that was something great. Thanks, God. I keep a, a, a notes page on my phone. And whenever I experience God working in some cool way, I just, I just write it down. Maybe you can do something similar like that. Let me share with you some of the ways that we're celebrating what God has done with us as a church over the past year. Here's some great stuff. Take a look at this. 64 decisions to follow Jesus. 58 people got baptized. Uh, over 500 people in groups, 165 people in care groups. Our Sunday church engagement went up by 36%. This is kind of post-COVID. And then we have this continued growth in generosity. Made some notes here. In addition to those of you who are giving regularly, 192 people at Journey started giving for the first time. 16% growth in recurring giving. 22 people we were able to help through financial crisis. And then over $300,000 went to support our global partners and our missionaries who are doing the mission of Jesus around the world. And that includes, we, we had uh, 11 hosting visits for our missionaries. And then here's one more number, over 6,000 volunteer hours of people serving in the church and in the community. 200 volunteers serving each week at our campuses. We were able to help 22 foster kids get into family placements. Uh, 752 family Thanksgiving boxes. And then we did this adopt a family where we provided gifts for families uh, in the area. 416 families adopted for Christmas. It's, it's amazing. And that's because of the work we're doing, that's the giving that we're doing, that we're able to make an impact. I wanna ask a favor of you. Can you send me a short message of how God has worked in your life through Journey of Faith in 2022. Maybe 150 words or less, right? And be specific. Here's an example of, of something that we got. Uh, this family had one of those detours we talked about last week. Um, they had to move away, but they sent us this email. It said, I don't wanna miss the chance to make sure you know how special Journey of Faith is to us. We had a hard time finding a church and when we found Journey, we felt immediately welcomed and at home. Our spiritual lives were strengthened and we found a feeling of community that we struggled to find in LA for years. We attended services together. Our kids looked forward to Sunday school. We were part of the Mothers of Preschoolers, Preschoolers program. Our family grew closer to the Lord and the church is bringing families closer to the Lord, ours included. Our experience at Journey of Faith can't be replicated, but we're hoping to find a new church home where we're at now. Thank you so much. 
Would you send me a story of how you've been impacted by Journey of Faith in 2022? And you can send it here, stories at journeyoffaith.com. And it's one of those ways that we can celebrate what God has done. And then in 2023, how can you make celebration a priority in your life in moment by moment way? So the first way we can find that rest is by having that moment and moment celebration, right? Here's the second way, prioritize relaxation. I talked about how I use the remote control because sometimes I just, I just wanna rest, I just wanna take a nap. Uh, as human beings, we have a terrible tendency to connect our worth with our work. Intentional relaxation reminds us that our value doesn't come from our education, our appearance, our performance, our wage, our age. We're valuable because we're made in the image of God. And we live in that grace that it's not about doing good works to earn God's forgiveness. Because Jesus is our high priest. He's done that. How could you make intentional relaxation part of your day, your week, your year? More importantly, how can you make relaxation a moment-by-moment -moment experience? Can you take time throughout the day to appreciate the rest of God? I try to do it also each week. But you know, something I'm working on is what Jill preached on this year about living that quiet life. She talked about live a quiet life, mind your own business, and work with your hands. Cultivating the rest of God in your life. What would it look like to rest while you're working? If in your work you have this sense of inner trust in God and God's presence in each moment. Could you prioritize relaxation? Celebration, relaxation, here's one more. Prioritize contemplation. Right? Uh, this is the third time when I press the pause button. I, 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 think, I think I missed something. Or I, go, I gotta be honest, I'm, I'm lost in what I just saw. Real rest comes when we can be honest with ourselves and go, I think I'm missing something. I think there's something I need to catch up on in my life. It's when we look at ourselves and we invite God to help us with our growth areas. Going back to that section of Hebrews we read, it's not accidental that the theme of rest included these words. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It's sharper than the two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes, and he is the one to whom we are accountable. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God, the author is saying entering rest means letting God continually speak to us through the Bible. And not just on the surface, but deep down in our souls. Uh, and that reminds me, if you've driven by our Manhattan Beach campus this week, uh, you'll notice that we're tenting 
for termites. Here's a, a picture of the church right now. Nope, just kidding. That's Circus Vargas. Uh, anyway, the, the point of tenting is to get in there and clean out what's doing damage. And that's what the author of Hebrews is talking about here. Is there an area of your life that needs some spiritual termiting? Is there an area of disobedience, of sin? Is there an area of avoidance that's keeping you from the relationship God wants to have with you? Maybe the better question is, how can you make contemplation and spiritual growth part of your daily moment-by-moment -moment rhythm in 2023? So here's a little review. God's inviting us to enter into a moment-by-moment -moment rest in Jesus. We can do this by prioritizing celebration, relaxation, and contemplation. Let's catch ourselves so we don't drift back into those old ways. Let's follow Jesus here in 2023. And next week, as we get into this new series about the names of God, don't just come to church to come to church. Let's give ourselves fully to our spiritual growth. And you know what? Invite somebody to come along with you. Invite a friend or a family member or a a coworker, a neighbor, maybe somebody that doesn't normally go to church. A big part of our church experience is invitation. God is inviting us into relationship with him. We invite other people. I'm looking forward to seeing you next weekend. Let me pray for us as we close out. And please remember, send me an email and tell me about how God has impacted your life in 2022. That's what we want to be celebrating. That's what we can celebrate together. Let me pray for us. God, thank you for a new year. Uh, just like we heard in that song and sang, you give us 10,000 reasons. We have so many reasons in our heart to say, bless you, God. Thank you, God. Help us to find one reason each day and help us to be more aware of even just one reason, moment by moment. And God, as we jump back into the, the new year, as we get into 2023, some of us are, are ramped up about work and school and the busyness of our lives. But you're inviting us to have a rest, not just from those things, but while we're in those things, God. Give us that rest. We open our hearts and our minds to you and to your Bible. Help us to enter into that rest because that's what Jesus entered into. And we thank you. It's in his name we pray. Amen. God bless you, everybody. Thanks for being with us. And uh, I'll see you January 8th.
transform.